The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Dedicated to uh, all the indigenous kids in the world who uh, want to, uh, to do art and dance and write stories. We are the original storytellers. When he was 17, my brother wrote this lyric. He said, run to the rescue with love and peace will follow. Thank you. So I'm just a very strange person. I just did what I've always done with great artists, uh, with producer Kwok and my co-writer Han Jin Wan and with all my actors. It was the same process making this film, but we've had these amazing results. It still feels very surreal. I feel like something will hit me and I will wake up from this dream. This is for my partner of 53 years. Without him, I wouldn't be here. He starts the process. He gives me the lyrics. Then I go ahead. Without the lyrics, I'm nobody. If I could give this Oscar to Greta Gerwig, I would do it right now. <laughs> the end of the war, there's a very clear rule. If you're a Nazi, you're into jail. Now, the rules have changed a bit. If you're a Nazi, feel free to have a rally down in the town square and you can invite all your mates. They told me you only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week. Uh, that uh, last voice you heard, Brad Pitt, as he picked up, if I remember correctly, his very first Oscar for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, he was a uh, Best Supporting Actor up against Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, and, uh, jo- and Joe Pesci. Steve Stebbing, film critic, uh, joining us this afternoon. Hey, Steve. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, did you did you kind of take it all in last night and, and soak it all in and soak in that win of uh, from Parasite, all of the big wins for Parasite last night? Yeah, I was uh, I was forced by uh, our national show, The Shift, uh, with Drax to, to cover <laughs> the show. And you know what? Uh, last year it was more of a forcing of me to watch it. This year I felt a bit more invested. Uh, and I have to say, it was the film caliber that kept me invested. You said last night in one of your uh, tweets um, that this was the truest, best picture um, given in years. Why, why do you describe it like that? Uh, because, uh, well, I mean, as far as where it landed with me cinematically last year, it was my third favorite uh, of 2019, uh, only because horror doesn't ever get a mention uh, in Oscars, which means it'll never be the true uh, barometer of what the greatest films of the year are. But Parasite, uh, as far as writing, direction, acting, uh, the scope of everything, and the unpredictable nature, it just really embodies everything that cinema is and, and cinema should be and what cinema was. So it feels like the best representation of what we were going to get. It was wonderful to watch the director, Bong Joon-ho, uh, Ho last night uh, accept those awards and become more and more excited and almost mm. more and more amazed by every award he won. It was, it was almost this, this childish spark in his eyes. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah, you can almost uh, you can also find a GIF on Twitter right now that's making its rounds. I've retweeted it as, as well at the Steeple Dead, uh, where Bong looks at his Oscar and just kind of giggles to himself because <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if you know Bong's story, uh, I mean, his his first major uh, his first major uh, English language film was cut to pieces 
by Harvey Weinstein, yeah. uh, who then threatened to never release it. And it only came out in sporadic limited release. And a lot of people didn't see it. So people are playing catch up right now. And also at the same time, people are going, hey, isn't that that guy that did Snowpiercer? I know that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, none of the other ones, to be honest with you, were much of a big surprise, don't you think? I mean, Renee Zellweger for Best Actress, Joaquin Phoenix, we knew that that was going to be a, a shoe in on both of those ones. Yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with, with, uh, with all of that sentiment for sure. Um, honestly, for me this year, I, I feel like the best actress category was one that I, it was a little less than desired because three of those nominations are, are, are really great performances, but they're in movies that to me, I think are kind of so-so at best. Mm. Okay. Um, and Best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern, I think she won all the way through. Golden Globes, you name it, she was winning it. Yeah, and it was, you know what, I, I love Laura Dern a lot. I mean, being a big David Lynch fan, this is just like <laughs> such a celebratory moment to have Laura Dern finally hold that Oscar. But, oh, man, was that category like a killing your darlings. Like, there's so many great performances in there. And it's like, I mean, I love Florence Pugh so much. Scarlett Johansson is such, uh, is the heart of Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go on and on. Um, and you know what? I just want to go back to the best actor category for uh, for a second with mm-hmm. Keith Phoenix uh, winning that one. I mean, Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Di- DiCaprio uh, Adam Driver, Jonathan Price, all really, really powerful, mm-hmm. um, all powerful portrayals. But there was just nothing up against that Joker. Yeah, I, I mean, and such a such a focus on on mental health, whether you're uh, for the film or against mm-hmm. it. Uh, and, and for a, a guy that is as motion, emotionally wrapped as Joaquin Phoenix is, you could see it as an acceptance speech. The guy, it just is a, a just a powder keg of, of emotion, which is why he gets the performances he does. But at the same time, the real Joaquin is, is very uh, socially awkward, socially mm-hmm. quiet, socially uh, feels unaccepted. So when he uses his platform, he's going to use it. I, I have to say that as much as I'm an Elton John fan, I didn't think that that deserved original song. No. I I, felt the whole category was weak. mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I thought Stand Up from uh, Harriet was probably the most powerful song, but uh, anyway, it was was interesting to watch. Your thoughts on the No Host? Uh, I I mean, some of it, I I don't know, it made it feel longer. I don't know if that was like a like a real thing. And then uh, when Steve Martin and, and Chris Rock came out for their uh, slightly awkward tête-à-tête, I thought that was interesting. But it also, it, I think it lends to either side of should there be a host or shouldn't there be a host. You could say you have a host like the Golden Globes, and then basically kind of shuffle them into the back for most of the show. <laughs> was there any um, was there any big surprise for you, and or any big disappointment? Uh. No, I, I, you know, I, I think that this one uh, went kind of exactly how I wanted it to, um, especially in all the, the big categories. It, it's, it, it kind of played out uh, predictably almost, but it, it to a happy result. Maybe some of the uh, technical categories, uh, sound editing and stuff, but that's just really, that's just me nitpicking. Eminem showing up was, uh, well, you know, some people were loving it, other people were hating it, but I think a lot of people forgot that he actually won an Oscar in 2003 for that Mm -hmm. song, for that song, right? Yeah, 
Exactly. And I think all of us were uh, Billie Eilish level of uh, shocked at first. Uh, but I think we all kind of uh, blended into the groove uh, that everyone else was kind of exhibiting uh, kind of, uh, probably we'll say halfway through the song. Well, Steve, you know what? It was interesting because the telecast, uh, the news came out this afternoon that the telecast hit an all-time low in the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> 23.6 million people, they say that's down from 29.6 uh, last year. They moved, uh, they moved the telecast up a couple of weeks, didn't do anything. What do you think they'd have to do to, to get more people back watching that? Uh, I honestly think that it, it, it's getting lower and lower due to uh, controversies. Oscar so white, no women getting nominated for directing categories, even though you, ha- I, I mean, I can name five films off the top of my head that should, get, should have gotten nominated for mm-hmm. Best Director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that they have an adversity problem. But that said, uh, I mean, you have a, a, an American audience that's so divided, uh, left and right, uh, and and I don't think that those inclusions are going to boost the ratings. I just, I, I feel like there's uh, just a sick of the glad handing and i understand why these awards are in place but there's a lot of people that don't yeah and i think a lot of people to be honest whether you think it's a a great opportunity or not a lot of people get sick of the the preachiness of some mm-hmm. of it uh, as well steve stebbing joining us this afternoon with a look at the, at the oscars from last night steve thanks for joining me always great to chat thanks so much for having me yeah you can find steve at stevestebbing.ca you can follow him on twitter at the steve dead uh a number of your texts coming in this afternoon. Uh, this one, I have not watched the Oscars for a very long time. I'm sick and tired of people who live a lifestyle far beyond what most people live talking to me about how I should live my life. You're not alone with that sentiment, according to the text lines.